This is the Horse Radio Network. Hey, you're listening to Adulting with Horses, the best place to be if you can't be at the barn. We are your co-hosts and equine authors, Heather Wallace and Natalie Keller-Reinert. As crazy horse girls, we don't take ourselves too seriously in the saddle or out. We celebrate the things that make us different. Join us as we talk about horses and pop culture and get a little weird in a fun way. Thank you for being a little weird with us. Hey, girl. Hello. Welcome to another week. This week is not my week. <laughs> I'm just, I'm going to start and say, yeah. So I was invited by friends to go to a Schitt's Creek trivia night at like a really cool local bar, right? Okay. All signs point to awesome. Yeah. Totally. Like, this is wonderful. My husband is going out of town on Thursday for a full week. So I was like, yeah, I'm sure I can make this happen. So I'm like, okay, I just need to get one kid to cheer, take her straight to horseback riding after. Then after horseback riding, I could come home, shower from work, change, maybe eat something really quick, and then go meet them. Right? So then I was like, okay, let me ask my husband. Call my husband. My husband is having a major meltdown about how I don't appreciate him. All the things, right? Can't even get into it. I was like, I just called to tell you that like our street's going to be paved this week and to see if I can go play Shits Creek, right? So like, I just let him vent for a little bit, whatever. So I was like, okay, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. So I finally, he says, yes. I'm like, this is great. He goes, I have a board meeting though, but I'll do it online so you can go to this event. I was like, no, no, no. Now he's mad because he thinks he's unappreciated. So if I say yes to this event, then he'll feel like, oh, well, I had to do something else for Heather by staying home, right? So I tell him no. He says go, whatever. So I finally tell this person I can come. I get home, pick up my daughter, and she tells me, oh, yeah, I have an event tomorrow night at the school from 7 to 8 p.m. Motherfucker. Right. Because now this is the fourth event that my kids have in a single day. Like, mind you, a four hour period. The road is being paved. So they don't really want people on it. And my husband is having a hissy fit. So I, I texted my friend. I said, Yeah, you know, I, I just don't think I can make it. Like, I, I, I love you. I'm so sorry. I know you always invite me to things and you complain that I don't get to go. But like, this is why. Five seconds later, after she already found someone to go, because I have to have a table, my husband goes, oh, never mind. I don't have this event. I can handle Cameron. You can totally go because my event's next week. Why do I bother? Why do I bother? Uh, can you make him pay for like a nanny to drive <laughs> the kids to things? Like, what? I mean, seriously, <laughs> that's I'm too like, much anyway. Yeah. Even without the adoy, I can't keep a calendar. But like, <laughs> and then you're he, not a taxi. You have a full time job. You're a working woman. Well, the, <laughs> and the funny fact, the fun thing is, like, this all started because he was so annoyed that he feels like he does everything in the house. Uh, uh. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> I haven't been able to go to the grocery store <laughs> because every time I allot time for the grocery store in the afternoon, the kids have something else to do. So I'm like, what's the point? Like, oh and I God. just, yeah. So that's how my week's going. How about you? <laughs> I don't even know. I'm not even sure what day it is. Um, it's hell day. It's hell day. It's hell day. Yeah. No, I'm just like wedging stuff in. I realized I have a doctor's appointment tomorrow, but like. The doctor never called to confirm it. And so it usually, doesn't really exist? Well, usually, you know, you get six emails, 15 texts, several phone calls. That was why I answered the phone right before we jumped on. I was like, I was about to jump on and my phone rings and I was like, oh, it's a local number. And it was the vet. I'm like, the vet's calling me for stuff that doesn't even exist. But the doctor's not calling me to confirm an appointment that I'm pretty sure I don't have since no one's calling me. That's just unusual. Um, my farrier's coming this week, but I have no idea what time I just wrote him 
my calendar farrier. Right. Uh, so that was a genius move on my part. <laughs> At least you know they're coming sometime. <laughs> At some point. She's really good about texting the night before. Uh, Calvin went back to school for three weeks and then he's out and we have to move him out of his dorm again. So he's moved out of every dorm he's moved into after one semester. Why? <laughs> because, well, the first one was terrible in his defense. I didn't even want to leave him there. And so he moved out at the end of that semester and he got a really nice dorm. And then the year ended. And then he got one this year that was okay. I don't like the location. And then he applied for and was approved for an apartment style with his own bedroom for next term. So he's moving into his own bedroom. But all in all, that means four move-ins and move-outs for two years of college. <laughs> Just a Calvin's lot. He's kind of high maintenance, isn't he? He's a little high maintenance. <laughs> he was going to bring his bicycle home for three weeks. I was like, lock your bicycle up at the school. He's like, well, it's not registered. So they might. I said, register your bicycle. <laughs> I'm going to put all of your worldly goods into my car and then stick the bike on top of it. And do it, do it again. <laughs> yeah, for weeks. three weeks. It's not very long. <laughs> Just register the bike. So we'll see if that comes to pass. Um, yeah, it's just been like catching up and Black Friday sales and Cyber Monday sales and giving Tuesday to to buy stuff from me so I can afford my life. And <laughs> yeah, how's that, that going? Well, I will say. Mine has been blowing up. My shop's been blowing up. So people are definitely taking advantage of the sales, which is great. Yeah. I did a lot of work to get paperbacks available to people without um, them coming through my house and because that was becoming an issue. And uh, I got quite a few really nice paperback orders, which I really appreciate because I go to a lot of trouble making my books beautiful. And I think they look good on everyone's shelf. So um, I worked really hard to get the books available and make sure that People could use a discount code on them and I wouldn't owe money, which has happened before. I'm yeah. really bad at setting margins that include discounts. Somehow someone always gets around it. <laughs> like, it if happens. you knew, <laughs> would you have done that? I don't know. Um, so somehow I got through the season with promo codes and not owing any money on the sales, which is <laughs> a nice change. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's a good thing. Setting up. Oh, and, and I'm in the middle of setting up um, European tax ID, which is a whole interesting thing. So, like, oh. my business life is complicated as hell. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, I have an Irish tax ID now. Oh, you're official. I, I'm really official. Husband's like, can that be at an Irish like resident ID? I was like, I hope someday. <laughs> Can't believe like, beam my me up. <laughs> yeah, like you're ready to go. I've always been ready to go. Ireland's yeah, you are ready hell, to go. Yeah, I'm always ready. I'm always up for an adventure, even if it's cold and wet. Oh, and it's going to freeze tonight, so I got that whole thing to deal with. There were flurries today, Natalie. <gasps> I was driving. Yeah, there were flurries, and nothing stuck. It was like the perfect dance. Oh, how pretty. Yeah, it was really, really good. I was like, oh, it's official. There I might get a little nostalgic for snow, I admit. That's pretty cool. Well, especially the first snow of the year. Right. There's something special about the first snow. There is. There is. I remember um, I was in a bar in Brooklyn one night and it was like two o'clock in the morning. I have no idea where Calvin was. And <laughs> Corey, and I, <laughs> Corey and I were at this bar in our neighborhood. It was like two blocks from our apartment. And we looked outside and the street was empty and it started to snow. And I was just like, oh my God, I'm living my best life right now. <laughs> it's so magical. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's so great. And I think for I guess for me, I don't know if I romanticize it, but it's it just reminds me of okay, well, nobody really wants to drive when the snow's significant. Everything slows down and it's kind of this forced rest. It's like this forced hibernation, this yeah. forced ability to just sit down. And it's a good reminder for me because sometimes, you know, I need to be spanked to sit down and do nothing. Yes. Um, so it's a good reminder for me to to just sit your butt down. Stop doing things. It's okay to sit on the couch and just watch, you know, Hallmark movies or whatever. Yeah, that's so true. That year that I worked at the parks department, 
it was like everybody would get to stay home because there was a hurricane or a blizzard. And I was like, and you have to find your way to Manhattan, even though the subways are shut down. Great. Thank you. Right. <laughs> and trek through the woods. Why am I an essential worker? This is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> you well, set guess, yourself up for failure there. I did. And guess who's not essential to anyone anymore? That's right, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You're letting your hair down. I feel like it's about to get cute. Uh, yeah, it's up to get cute in here. No, it's helmet. I literally just got off Ben. Because that sounds dirty. They, I know, right? How do you know we're on a horse podcast? <laughs> Dismounted bed and came down to the other bedroom. I um, I just knew I wasn't going to be able to fit it in after we chat because it's going to get dark. It's going to get dark. And I didn't want to ride him when it was too cold. And it got up to like 56 degrees. And I'm like, okay, this seems safe. Because, you know, you ride a Florida horse when it's below 60. Like, you can sure. dismount without meaning to. Well, and that is a beautiful segue into our topic for today. I mean, my God, it's like, it's like, you're so good at this. It's like I watched the Weather Channel for like 10 years straight as a child. And I learned all about segues. (laughs) (laughs) And a lot of, oh, a lot of NPR, you know, they do a lot of segues. Well, I learned a lot about um, never wear black and white or patterns on a TV broadcast because they look like squiggles and they can create issues. So you always wear solid colors whenever possible. That's good to know. Yeah, actually, you never know when I'm going to be on TV next. Well, hey, listen, it happens. I found Mm -hmm. that out because I was somehow, despite all of my terrible photos when I was a child, I was on television regularly as a child. Regularly? (laughs) Yeah, I I was on a TV show. (laughs) Oh, why am I picturing Michael Scott on his little barn TV show? (laughs) Yeah, it was filmed in a strip mall in New Jersey. I was on public access and it was um, basically like a you can't do that on television for kids in the state and so we had like a regular group of kids and we had we did skits comedic skits i know i'm not serious but yeah i I swear to fucking god so you're the alanis morissette of suburban new jersey and no one knew (laughs) no one knew i'm a dark horse natalie (laughs) my god and and the the problem is and i've never given out the name of this publicly was because i cannot find old footage like i want to find the footage and i yeah i want to share that like yes. that is one piece of gloriousness. You need to set people loose on that so they can find it. Okay. So I'm going to put it out there. Are you ready? It's horrendous. Um, so what years was it? I was in high school. I was like 14, 15 years old. So we're talking mid nineties, like the 90, you know, one to 94, 95 era. That's 1990 for all you young people. That was like key uh, real world years <laughs> for those of key. us who are counting. Yes. And so it was New Jersey like I think New Jersey 13 or something. And it was filmed in Hazlitt, New Jersey. And it was called Kiddio Video. Kiddio Video. And we I had like dance breaks. Message somebody right now that almost certainly knows what that is and has footage I, of it. <laughs> I, I, I kid you not. So I went, that was like where the modeling took me when my mom thought I could be a model, right? So I'm yeah. not tall. I'm not tall. So I started doing some like commercial ad spots. And then I got the call to be casted for this as a regular member. And we would do skits and then have like dance breaks. And then <laughs> and then we went to um we went even to the, the big it's not Dave and Buster's, but it was a big place in North Jersey to film our commercials where it was like an indoor arcade slash thing and we would film commercials there. At one point I went into school in my cafeteria and a very cute popular boy was like, I think I saw you when I was sick on Sunday on tv and i was like oh no (laughs) it was not a flex okay (laughs) but so so yeah that's out there somewhere and if anyone could find it i mean i would love to see it again because i have no idea where my copies went well i have two new jersey contacts that i believe will know something and i've texted one of them and it's undelivered <laughs> and i'm like pick up your phone <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing well that might i mean that would be like a miracle because i need to embarrass myself further apparently yes i mean listen how many 14 15 year olds are immortalized in the 90s on television public access baby i'm really frustrated i wasn't <laughs> i you've beat me on this one but I I'll finally went up, up to you. Else. Yeah, you've won up me on this one. That's like never happened. <sighs> so oh my God. Bad. I'm so I know. Mad. That's okay. You have like 17 other things that you've <laughs> won up to me. Thank God we're not actually in competition or it would be terrible. <laughs> we're not. No. 
<laughs> We're not not incompetent. Yes. <laughs> the kitty came to join me. Oh, like to see? of course. So yes. what you have to have a special a special guest. Hi, Glasgow. <laughs> he was outside, but now he is back. He was watching. Well, was he watching? So nobody fell. Okay. So to get back. Yeah. Did no, did Ben dump you today or were you good? You came off in the proper manner. I dismounted in the proper manner. Yes. I took both feet out of the stirrups, threw myself over his neck, and then with great effort, got my right leg over (gasps) the cancel. (laughs) It's so much harder than it used to be. Like, come on, hip. You got this. Hip's like, don't got this. So for like two years, I was doing the princess slide because my right hip wouldn't fling backwards. So it could only go forward. So I was going up over the pommel and sliding down. And then when I was doing yoga in Iceland, I got off one of the Icelandic courses and I did it the proper way. And I was like, everybody stop. You need to know I just dismounted correctly. Thank you very much. With your foot out and everything? I had it. It was perfect. It was a perfect dismount, and it'll never happen again. I've been trying. It just, I look like a sack of potatoes. <laughs> I really can't believe the way I dismount. If I, like, I used to just, you know, leap off the horse. And if I, I was getting off slowly for the longest time, and I thought, I don't, I'm probably fit enough. I don't have to get off slowly anymore. And I tried to get off quickly, and it was like, oh, I'm trapped. I'm trapped on the cancel. I'm trapped. My leg doesn't move that quickly. <laughs> I'd kind of forgotten why I was getting off slowly. Uh, <laughs> Uh, there's it's a legit thing i i should probably not tell this story because it's not about me but i'm gonna so um the day that i had my equine assisted dismount most recently because you know (laughs) i only fall like every two to three years that's my average at this point um the day that happened one of my friends was riding or trying to ride and she went to go mount up and the entire saddle pad and girth situation just went whoop right off she had one foot in the stirrup ass on the ground saddle on top of her did not happen oh i've i've i mean i've definitely done that (laughs) (laughs) and i wouldn't call that any quine assisted dismount so much as a oops i fucked up um because i've done that recently (laughs) 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 <laughs> well you know that happens when you have a rounder horse like this was a very round yeah, horse and ben's a very round horse he's extremely round and it's really hard to get a saddle to sit in place on him so it has to be really tight which uh i feel bad about um and the only saddle pad that really stops the saddle from slipping is the eco gold pad but i only have one of those and sometimes he pulls it down and tramples on it right after I ride him when I have it like sitting out to dry. This is what I think about. He's you. like, destroy the $300 saddle pad. And I'm like, no, that costs more than you did. And <laughs> so then I have to try something else. Um, and it doesn't really fit my jumping saddle anyway. So the jumping saddle in particular slides on him because I just don't have another Eagle Gold pad. And he's a round boy. So it's a problem. So yeah, it's so I have to get really tight. In fact, yesterday I mounted and it kind of slid three inches. I was like, whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not going to judge you, but when I see someone doing that, it's because they're grabbing the saddle for balance to mount and not the actual mane. Well, it's not like I'm mounting from the roof or something. I mean, I have to bounce up a little bit so the saddle's gonna move. <laughs> it's not lowering onto it from a helicopter. <laughs> Can you- Flying <laughs> you in with like puppet strength, <laughs> getting your like perfect position and just going, and then yeah, ejecting that, you. Eventually, that is how we will have to mount. <laughs> there will be laws. <laughs> be like, you may not move the saddle on the horse's back. <laughs> like, oh, it definitively damages the horse. So they're like, all right, I have to be lowered. That's the regulation. No, well, there's I'm a reason like I a have log. a four-step mounting block, okay? Yeah, like, there's I, a reason. Yeah. Well, because I'm short and, um, you know, even with Delight, I've used picnic tables. Like, I've stood on the table part of the picnic table to get on him because I have, he's just that tall. I did that when I went I went trail riding like, that time a few months ago now. <laughs> we used <laughs> that the picnic one time. table about, yeah, we only went the once. We should go again. Um, but maybe wait till it's a warmer out. 
Yeah. That's like no doubt. That's that's this trail riding is definitely better done when it's hot and your horses are tired. Exactly. But then, yeah. you know, if you're in Florida, there are other reasons not to trail ride in the summer. They have mm-hmm. eight legs. Uh, <laughs> those are gone now, thank God. <laughs> God. I, again, every word out of your mouth is like a why, why would I ever go to Florida? Well, I like it. And I started writing like a farm journal, like short little entries about I what it's like. That. Yeah. I'm pretty excited about it. I thought I'll just get up in the morning and I'll write that and it'll be a little exercise like to loosen up my brain and it also tell people what it's like to have a farm in Florida because it's not like anywhere else. Like everything is so weird here. So it really is. Yeah. Um well and so so getting on so yes, if you're mounting up, that's not an equine assisted dismount. Thank All you. Right. Mm-hmm. But did I, I never told you my story of how I felt. Did I did I tell you this? Yeah, how you fell off Ferris like recently? a couple weeks ago? Yeah. Oh, uh, no, I think we were saving this. I think we were saving it. It's the so first this... time for me too, everybody. Yes. Yeah, so first good. time. Should it's going to be very disappointing now. Um, <laughs> no, so the, it was the same day that this woman pulled the, the tack on top of her and landed on her butt, you know, and she's an older woman. So she gets on finally and she goes, okay, well, I'm glad you're riding. Maybe you should get your video camera out in case I fall off. And I was like, ha, 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 no, you're not going to fall off. He's absolutely the best, right? Well, my pony was like, hold my fucking beer because (laughs) he came out of the paddock. And now I know my pony, so I knew he was going to be a little extra, but he came out of the paddock spooking. Like he he just, something was up his butt. And he startled in the cross ties. I I was like, okay, he's going to be fun today. So I get on him and usually I can focus him. Everything's fine. He spooked like maybe six or seven times under saddle. The fourth one, <laughs> we were in the scary corner. Oh, so no. we have woods all on one side of our arena. And it's beautiful. Actually, woods on two sides of the arena. But there's like a scary corner where the deer must sleep or something, right? Yeah. And he hates it. So he's always looking at it. And there's a trail that goes around the property. So if anyone's ever on that trail, I never ride him along the fence line because he's thinks there's a ghost in the woods. <laughs> So I'm riding him and I'm like, oh, he's being so good. I've got him focused on me now. La la la. We start trotting. I'm definitely not cantering this long side, knowing that he's spooky, right? And for whatever reason, the faster he goes, the more he spooks. So <laughs> I was like, okay, we're just going to trot. We get to the corner and he, he must have heard like an acorn drop or something <laughs> stupid, like, or the wind shifted. I, I still don't even know what happened. And he goes, whoop, nope. And he turns on his hindquarters and he bolts into the arena. Now, I sit this all the time, right? Because he's he's silly. And I was like, no, you're not. Absolutely not. You're going to face it. Well, he's 750 pounds. I'm not going to tell you my weight, but I'm not anywhere near that. <laughs> he went left. I'm steering him right. I didn't win. No. Right. So I, at one point he stops and I just, my balance is like my butt's completely over the side. I just slowly lower my butt to the ground (laughs) and land butt first. And then a second I'm down, he whirls to face me and I'm holding his reins because I've trained him to stop when I'm off. And which I highly recommend, by the way, makes it a lot safer. And uh, so I'm just sitting there in the ground. In the sand, and this woman comes by on her horse. She goes, "Well, I guess I should have videotaped you." Oh my like, god! <laughs> yep. So it gets better. So I get up, wipe oh. off my butt. I go over, get back on him, and everyone's like, "He got you off!" Like it never happens because I always stick it. Yeah. So I'm like walking him up and down the line by the woods. He spooked like three more times. They were so big. I was like, "You know what? Not worth it. Mm-hmm. Not worth it." I just got off, walked him in. I was like, "We're calling it a day." It's happening. But they're in that mood. He was in that mood. Yeah. Yeah. That's (laughs) – is it seasonal? Like this was fall. No, he he loves this time of year. But are the deer more active? Because – okay, so last night – Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're having a problem with the deer. I'm having so many problems with deers. Last night at like 10 o'clock at night, I'm sitting on my couch and my – my alarm pings and I look and there's a deer standing next to my truck, which is parked right next to my house. 
And I went out the front door and I clapped my hands and yelled, yeah, 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 like insanely loud. And I hear hoofbeats just because I guess the horses were sleeping right next to the house. I felt <laughs> so bad. You I woke them up. Hoofbeats going on and they're galloping away, away. I had to put you on a scared coat your horses. and go out with cookies to apologize. They were as far away from the house as they could get. These bloody deer causing so many problems. Um, because, but, you know, generally I had, when I got Ben here, which was last summer, he was spooky because, oh my God, there's deer in the woods. Because, you know, I've got woods all around me and it's really deep on three sides of where I right. can ride. And now that the property in front of me is like abandoned, it's full of deer too. So kind of four sides are all deer. Plus they basically live in my yard. And so you think the horses would be used to that then? They see them well, all that's the, the thing. time. I see them licking my salt block next to their hay bale. <laughs> and I see them in the same field all the time. But for some reason, he's just started again when I'm riding him. He's looking really hard in the woods. And he's, it gets, he's been getting a little spooky again. And I'm like, huh, that's weird because he knew the deer. He got used to the deer. And now he's, he's amping up the weird snorting and the mm -hmm. hopping to one side and the bursting forward kind of thing. And I don't know what it is. I, I think they're just kind of hanging out. In this one well, spot, and he, it is rut. He can like so just like, see them. Are they always the running? <laughs> well, we're at the end of of mating season, so it's October, oh. November is I'm when and they, around. yeah, and the deer lose their minds. So like the male are fighting each other. I'm sorry for my dogs, by the way. the The men are the males are fighting each other. They're chasing the females. The females are basically hiding, um, and then the young ones are down because it's also. Um, you know, there's a lot of hunters out right now too. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sick of them. Cause if no. I get dumped because of a deer. Right. Oh my God. I'm so angry. Yeah. And he hasn't. So the last time I fell off bed was yeah, we have actually, to hear this. huh? I said, yeah, I have to hear this. I don't feel like I remember you telling the story. No, this was years ago. Actually, this was like, I still worked at Virgin. <laughs> If that means anything to you. So you haven't like, fallen off of him in a long time. 2018? 2019? Oh, you're, d you're due. Yeah, no. Um, it'll be fine. But Oh, yeah, it'll be fine. It was we a hard it. fall. Like, he, he had been a really quiet horse up until that point. And then he started spooking, and he spooked for like two years straight. He just spooked for two years. That was what he did. It was very annoying. And so I was riding him. I was in a huge field. And was riding along and he blew his top about something and he just like spun around. And I went off the side. I was riding this like cheap synthetic saddle. So I just, you know, <laughs> it's like falling off a sofa. Well, the spin just, it just yeah. ejects you. But the thing is, I, I was in a huge field. So I tried to hang on. I tried really hard to hang on because I knew he was leaving. And so the, I caught the rain around my arm and it like, oh wrapped around my arm sort of from halfway to my shoulder like down to my wrist and when he yanked away the oh. rain ripped along my bare arm now I wear I always ride in long sleeves go fig um and so I had bruising and actual like um cuts all along my left arm, like scraped the skin off with my lace rein. You're lucky he didn't tear that shoulder right out of the socket. It wasn't like that. It just it just scraped its way off of me. It wasn't okay. like I'm wrapped up in a knot and I'm gonna die. It was just it was around and it just you know. Mm -hmm. So anyway. It just hurt a lot. Um but the funny thing is that um and then I had to go catch him, which Took like twenty minutes. Yeah, like he was all riled up. Yeah, you could have. I could have taught that horse to come when I call, and he still he was freaked out. He ran away with his tail straight in there. Um, the great thing was that at my office, uh, it was it was a warm office, and I basically only had sleeveless dresses that I wore to work. 
Everyone thought you were probably being beaten by your husband. They really did. They were like, oh my God, did you like fall off a motorcycle? Like what happened to you? <laughs> it does look like road rash. Probably. It was really bad. Yeah, it was really bad. All the scraped skin and red. And then the bruising was purple and green. It was something. Yeah. And I was, yeah. I was nervous for I ever time. got was when I tried to mount up and show my kids. I was going to get on my kid's saddle on Ferris and I didn't bring the stirrup irons down because, you know, you know, ego. I was like, <laughs> oh, I could do this. I could just swing my leg over it. Well, mind you, this is years ago when I actually had hips. <laughs> and I got stuck with my leg like halfway on. And I was like, oh, nope, can't do it. I can't get my whole body up over that oh, without the stirrup. Right. So I tried to reverse it. And then you know what happened, right? <laughs> I landed on my ass. I used the mounting block as a buffer and landed on the ground, spooked my horse. And he just staring at me like I'm an idiot. I had the biggest, it must have been the size of a like a man's head on my butt. The bruise <laughs> was so bad. I couldn't sit for like two weeks. <laughs> Hubris. That's my downfall. You had to get like um, a, one of those hemorrhoid pillows, like a blow up <laughs> <pillow. donut. laughs> That's not what it looks like. <laughs> and it was like all on one side. I just, I, I'm not a good faller. There was only one time I fell that was ever really actually graceful. Yeah. As an adult. Okay. Because when I was a kid, no, no, I always fall terribly. So yeah. I can't, I can't recall ever having a good fall. I remember um, a horse spinning and dumping me at aqueduct and the taste of aqueduct in my teeth, the grit. <laughs> And I, f- I could feel that grit in my teeth, I swear, for days afterwards. Yeah. And it's it's always the spin, you know? It's, it's a spin that gets you yeah. every single time. Mm-hmm. I have um, – that's how Ferris first got me off. It was just – he just completely 180 and I was like, and there I go. Yeah, well, and that's part company it was like extra yeah. momentum from the spin. You don't even know what's happening. You're already on the ground. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like it's like there's no way to sit it. Um, that's his signature move, by the way, and he's he, – he doesn't do this with me, thankfully, but his signature move, if you piss him off and he, he ejects you on purpose, which he he does do, um, is he will drop his shoulder, stop and spin. So you go flying forward. Then when he realizes you don't have the reins, he takes off and kicks out at you like a fuck you. Wow. Yeah. That's and I have neat. it on video multiple times. He's done it multiple times. Oh, never to me. He never does the kickoff. <laughs> But that's his signature move. Wow. Yeah. He's a real that's, dick. Yeah. I'm I'm kind of glad at this point, um, now that I'm like stronger again, that Ben's signature move is is the scoot. Scoot's easy. I love yeah. the scoot. The throw up the head and blah, 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 you know, scoot, scoot, scoot. Like, okay. That was a problem for me like a year ago, but now that I'm strong again, it's like, okay, what are we doing? All right. Yeah. Because <laughs> it kind of sit you. The scoot kind of sits you. Yep. And then they go forward and you're with them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was Delight's move. Um, and then he would take off and bolt forward, but he usually only had like three strides and then he got him right back. Like he was never, he never went yeah. far. Easy, rideable. The thing that I was having trouble with, like, what I didn't realize until very recently was that I have not been riding with my heels down at all. And that's left over from riding patrol. That's okay. That's a fallacy, by the way. Well, I'm riding better now with my heels down, so I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> If you go to Mongolia, because I know a lot of people do. I'm not right? going to That's Mongolia. That's like a so. common thing. <laughs> they ride with their toes pointed down because they're kind of standing in the saddles, right? Because nobody wants to sit on a wooden saddle. But they have the worst equitation of anybody I've ever seen. And I tell you, I would 100% those people would can ride any horse. Any horse all the time, ever. It's unbelievable. And the heels down, it really comes from your hips. So... If yeah, you're my riding hips are sat in the saddle and my horse okay. scoots and my hips don't move. Right. Then I have achieved something. Yes. As opposed to standing up and having my weight in my stirrups, so that's my like so I've got like stick legs, you know what I mean? Gripping with your knees. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing a lot of gestures. If you're a patron, enjoy. Uh <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's folly. for me. That was my old history. Was I used to grip with my knees all the time, mm-hmm. and that sets you up for real failure. And yeah, yeah. It's a it's a tough thing. But I mean, I could sit most of Ferris's stuff. But yeah, we just parted ways, um, and we did it in a nice way. 
better than the, the time he tried to crow hop me off. Um, that was fun because he crow hopped like four or five times after a jump. He was so excited. And then um, he stopped and we both took a deep breath. And then he was like, one more for good measure. And oh, off I went. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I thought he was relaxed. I was like, oh, yeah. okay, cool. Whatever. I did sit the four big ones, but the little one is what got me because <laughs> I didn't expect it. Jesus. Hey. But we have some great – I'm sure you have great fall stories. Like, I have not – I have not fallen off very often. Yeah. And so most of my falls are quite violent <laughs> because, <laughs> because it took an act of violence to get me off. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Most of my falls involve like um my elbow ballooning up to the size of, you know, softball or my helmet getting cracked in half. Yes, that happened. Oh. Or um just general bruisery, but very rarely to have like, oh, I fell off. Let me just shake that off. It's usually like, uh, I need to make sure that all of my parts are in place before I move. Do I feel my fingers? Do I feel my toes? Wow, they're big. Yeah. I have big falls because, yeah, I've always, and I'm not saying I would stick in the saddle now because I'm not, you know, Wonder Natalie. Like I was Wonder Natalie. Now I'm just, you know, every now and then Natalie, kind of. Uh, But they were big because it took, it took a lot. I was a sticky kid. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was sticky. Um, Yeah. I, I one was, of the worst ones that ever happened to me was like from an embarrassment standpoint was um I got tossed off uh I got tossed off a yearling in the stall before I even took him out uh to ride in the shed row when we, I was starting yearlings. <laughs> he just like flung me against the wall. The wall was concrete. That sucked. Oh no. Um, but then you you get you know you get back on and you ride out and then all the riders are like you're covered with shavings you look like one of us now so it was kind of like a rite of passage situation. You joined too. the the group. <laughs> I had a the- horse, a two year old rear with me going out to the track like straight up in the air like oh we're perpendicular now. That's yeah, you're not like good. legs are hanging. Yeah, that's and scary. I kind of like half dismounted, half fell off, and. uh I didn't get back on that one. I left. I don't blame you for that. A rear is a real dangerous, real dangerous situation. Yeah. I um, had to take that horse out to a track. I, I was just like, I don't feel like this is going to work out. And I left. I was done. <laughs> I quit the job. So I will say I've been lucky. I mean, you know, I don't, I wouldn't say I fall regularly because I actually don't. But I, a couple years ago, I guess Delight was maybe five or six. So it was probably about six years ago. Um, my worst nightmare happened where I was, we were cantering around and we were coming up hill and I, I goosed him cause he was slowing down and I goosed him and he let out the biggest buck and he's got a vertical buck. Like he's a very big buck. Um, and I didn't realize that at the time, but I got him in the rib where like he apparently had a rib out. Oh. And so he, so I'm like hanging from him and then he bucked again and I supermaned mm. and I, so it was my worst nightmare, not because I fell off of him, but because my kids were there and I didn't want to ever get injured in front of my kids. And I, I, I kid you not. So I didn't, I opened my eyes. I must've been unconscious for a hot minute. Cause I don't know what happened. And I slid, there was like an actual outline in the sand where <sighs> it looked like there was a dead body and I had to zip open my field boots and I had, they were filled with dirt. Like I slid. <sighs> Like I slid hard. Oh my god! And I, yeah, and I remember thinking, like, oh well, I can't land, you know, with my arm in front of me because I'll definitely shatter my collarbone, my arm, my shoulder, whatever. So I landed like this, with my arm stretched out over my head, and I broke all my ribs, <gasps> and then I bruised my lung. Oh my god! And it was the only time I ever got significantly hurt riding and I it's so funny because and it wasn't his fault it was it was just a mutual whoops yeah but and he was young but I um I woke up he was he was over me sniffing me he had stopped oh. over me sniffing me everyone was checking me out so I had to get loaded back on like a sack of potatoes no stirrups on the buckle just walking him around and he's stopping to smell the imprint that I left I said yeah you did that 
I was you. And I went and my kids were like, I was like, oh my God, I've traumatized my child. My daughter comes running up, mom, mom, oh my God, oh my God. I'm like, oh, this is it. She's gone. She's going to therapy for the rest of her life. She goes, can I have gum? (laughs) She was like completely unaffected. How do you know you've raised a horse girl? So I was like, well, I guess that wasn't a thing. Oh my God. The next day I couldn't breathe. So I had to go to the hospital, but I waited for a whole day because I was like, I'm fine. Next day I was like, no, it was not fine. But there's nothing you could do. So I was writing two weeks later. Oh my God. (laughs) I never, like, I never have time to think. So you had time to, you, you, you thought to yourself, I'm going to land in such and such a way. And I've never, I don't think I've ever had a consciousness, like a conscious decision about how I'm going to land. Have you ever considered one of those falling off clinics where they teach you? I would love like a ride Equisafe or something like that. Yeah. I would love to do something like that. I, I've been invited and I'm just like, I don't think I would learn anything that I would practically use. See, I would because I land on my back like a turtle and one day I'm going to sever a vertebrae. But I don't choose where I land. I just, I don't have that thought process. Yeah, but the point of those is muscle memory. The point of those is to train your body so that when you're in the air, you don't think, you just move. Like, I don't want to make this all about my stories because I could go on forever. But like there was one time that the horse was suddenly not underneath me and I just rolled, stood up and it was like I was a cheerleader and just stuck it. And I was like, Mm -hmm. oh my God, I don't even know how I did it. But my body just knew, roll, get away from the hub, stand up. And I did it. That was the only time in my life. (laughs) Maybe. Every other time it's like falling back first in a hornet's nest, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, do they teach you how to get out of out of a nest of something as quickly as possible? <laughs> that was definitely a situation. But I would 100% be willing to do that. I think we should actually. Maybe we need to do it for the content. I think we should. Would anybody who's listening here like us to do one of these courses and film it for your viewing pleasure? <laughs> I um, bet they would. We They're might so also sadistic. need you to finance it. <laughs> Our listeners are sadists. <laughs> So we like we're human just like you. <laughs> well, and speaking of our humans, yeah. I would like to address the clubhouse. I think we need to read some of their stories because you and I can't be the only ones with stories. Everyone I agree. Can yes. I was just opening it up to take a look. And side note, there was a story on our Patreon too, um, but I am on the wrong computer and can't open my Patreon. <laughs> I think Alyssa posted something on the Patreon yeah. about that. Um, but. Yeah. Well, and I have a feeling we could probably do two parts to this because there there were over 20 comments. And one of our listeners, Amy, actually submitted a voicemail, which um, accidentally got sent to the wrong phone number because I had a typo in that. (laughs) Somebody somebody got a great story. Oh, my (laughs) God. (laughs) So hopefully she still has it and she could send it to me so I can add it on after we talk about this. But do you want to start or do you want me to start? Yeah, I want to start. I'm going to share uh, Heather Voltz's because I have a special a special place in my heart for her Mare Feather because she's the um, basis for my Mare Feather in The Sweetheart Horse. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. Heather got, uh, Heather's been um, like a supporter forever. And every so often somebody gets to name a horse and Feather is the Sweetheart Horse, which That's is so great cute. because Feather is uh, the one in, uh, she's the one in the cult. She's a celestial being. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Heather's story is about her celestial being feather and it says um, my mare feather actually hates dumping me it scared her as a youngin when I came off her so she's grown into the kind of horse that'll do everything she can to keep you in the saddle and side note is that a training technique we can use on a young horse we terrify them by falling off and then that will somehow like uh, proof them against trying to dump us. I wouldn't want to terrify them. I'm more like uh, I would like to earn their respect and trust enough that they were like, we're in this together. You know? Well, that is ideal. But I mean, <laughs> in the real world, lady. <laughs> hey, it can happen. My pony doesn't kick out at my head. That's true. Okay. <laughs> All right. So speaking of pony, because the story isn't actually about Feather. It's about a pony. She had a pony named Pirate that was a pocket rocket. Uh, he had two two modes, asleep or zoomies. I could climb on him in the field without tack, and he'd just bumble around half asleep until one day I climbed up and our other gelding, Luke, took offense and came over raising hell. Pirate took off? 
I don't remember the fall or the landing, but when I got my senses back, I had a concussion and a bruised tailbone. Thanks, Luke. Oh, the tailbone sucks. That does suck. It really does. I did that on ice. That's a terrible thing. Oh. I <laughs> never also when you go ice skating as an aside, never put your phone in your back pocket. <gasps> I don't I don't know. Don't Oof. I'm an idiot. Okay. Um so <laughs> Anne says, and Anne, we met at Equine Affair, which was super cool. Yeah. Uh, her and her husband. She says that uh, one time when I was in a senior in high school, I was riding my trainer's mare in a jumping clinic. She was a thoroughbred Belgian cross who was a blast to ride and never dirty stopped on me until this clinic. <laughs> there was a shadow cast on the jump that she apparently didn't like. She stopped and scooted away from the jump so quick. I flipped over her head, but landed on my feet. That is the skill. That's impressive. I thought I was good because I didn't hit the ground and rode the rest of the clinic. The next morning, I couldn't get out of bed without knee-buckling back pain. We went to the emergency room. My mom was the charge nurse there, and all the doctors knew me because of my mom. Come to find out, I separated the major muscle in my back away from my spine. <laughs> and when the doctor asked how I did it, I pointed to the TV because I was watching show jumping. Oh, my God. Oh my God. Can you tell that we didn't read these in advance? Because holy shit. That is horrendous. Yeah, and you and, know a lot about muscles and you're freaking out, so it's obviously mm, worse even than what I'm really bad. <laughs> no, that's that's really bad. Oh my God. I can't <laughs> even imagine. And you have to take care of yourself. I like that's her terrible. addendum. I have a few more as I'm accident prone and chose to do a sport that has the potential of killing me. <laughs> I think we're you're in good company, Anne. I mean, if you're accident prone, you could probably kill yourself doing anything. So might as well. I'm fight. accident prone, but I'm better on a horse than I am on the ground. <laughs> do you want right, to read Aradia's? Aradia, who says, I leased an older mare when I was 11 for the princely sum of $10 a year. She was the 4-H leader's horse and had taught all four of their kids to ride. She made it very clear who was in charge of this riding business, and it wasn't me. She was an absolute heli in every ride until she had ditched you, and then she was perfect. This is like a, like a Thelwall pony. Yeah, I got exactly. scraped off on tree trunks, low-hanging branches, and the human-sized barn door. Mm, yeah, that sounds familiar to me somehow. Bucked into thistle patches. And slingshotted over a barbed wire fence via an oh. impressive sliding stop. Oh, okay. Yeah. It took me about three months to realize that the smartest approach was to mount up and then fall off immediately oh. so she would be polite. <laughs> oh, radio, that's so funny. That is pony book worthy. <laughs> that, that sounds like it needs to be. And, and radio is, a, is an author. I think she needs to put that in a story. It sounds like something straight out of like a na national velvet or something like one of their bad <laughs> horses <laughs> like hang on let me get on okay let me fling myself off okay we're good we can go to the pony we got company. it out of the way <laughs> you did it you got me that's, that's amazing oh uh, well casey says and casey posted a beautiful photo of her horse um which is in the clubhouse if anybody wants to see it oh that's it not her horse that is her little dingus is what that says uh, yeah well i didn't get to that part Okay, she says, I've only come off my girl once, and the dingus <laughs> spooked at a cow that lived 24-7 in the pasture next to her. Sounds like Ben and the deer. Oh, and Ben had a real cattle problem, too, so I get it. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, she's so short that I hit the ground before I even had time to react. That sounds familiar. Uh, somehow my boot managed to come part of the way off, and my oh. husband looked up to see me on the ground with a crooked foot and thought I had snapped my foot off. <laughs> But I didn't even have a bruise on me. Picture of the little dingus for tax. My God. My husband's like, I knew this was going to happen. I knew it. <laughs> it's a dingus. Dingus. My old sergeant in the parks department thought dingus was a really funny word. And she would. It is. She would just go on these tangents. She'd be like, wow, did you hear about Natalie? She got the dingus. And I would be like, what's wrong with you? And she would just hear this whole monologue. She would run through about how Natalie had the dingus. You're so weird. I feel like that's a t-shirt, Natalie. We need you're, I'm gonna I'm gonna get a t-shirt that says I give good banter. Yeah. And you're gonna get a t-shirt that says you got the dingus. No. <laughs> I also would get the itis. That was the other thing. Oh, Natalie's got the itis. No, I'm not gonna wear a shirt that says I got the dingus. That's terrible. What are people gonna think? Well, well, think of something else for me. Thank you very much. 
All right, go ahead and read Carrie's. Um, Carrie's and Carrie is from Vermont, and she met us at Equine Affair as well. We've met her now a couple times. She's sang a little song on the radiothon. She did during our segment. Very yeah. impressive, Carrie. Everyone was impressed. Yes. Yeah, let's get impressed by your story about getting dumped off a horse. I once fell off a lesson horse twice during the same lesson. Yeah. The second time was by far more violent when he bucked and dropped his shoulder and I did a flip in midair and crashed into the wall of the indoor like a rag doll and then oh. slid to the ground. Yeah, indoors can be like that. My trader came to check on the pile of pain and embarrassment that was my corpse and we agreed maybe he and I weren't a good match. Carrie, was the trainer the he or was the horse the he? <laughs> <laughs> or were they both he's? <laughs> We would do not match up with well. <laughs> My guess is it's going to be the pony, Natalie. My guess, but I mean, there's a lot there. <laughs> there could be a lot there. Well, and we can always count on our friend Lucy. She gives us such amazing stories. So, you know, we have to give her mad props to that. Yes. Um, so Lucy says, My first pony had been standing in a field for years because she hated children. We didn't know that, and I probably wouldn't have cared. I had no bridle or saddle, just a halter and a lead rope for reins. I would get on, she would bolt, and I would vault off and lead her back home. My <laughs> uncle Dallas took me to Gentry's Hardware in Hot Springs, North Carolina, and bought me a bridle and a curry comb. The pony quit running away and started alternately bucking me off or trying to rub me off. My mother, that sounds really dirty, Lucy. Um, my, <laughs> my mother, who is terrified of horses, always insisted I climb right back on. Once I learned to stick, she didn't buck as often, and I began to venture further from home. When I did come off, I held onto the reins for dear life because I knew mom wouldn't let me disappear for the day with the pony if the <laughs> pony ever came home without me. See, that's what I do with Paris. Uh, then came the day I came off, and she decided to drag me across a field while I held onto the reins. That mm -hmm. adventure left me with a split lip, a black eye, and stitched. And stitched. And I learned why you were supposed to let go of the reins when you fall. Listen. Lucy, if he ever were to take off, I would definitely let go of the reins. No, I'm with Lucy. I'm with young Lucy. Hang on. Be an idiot. <laughs> never let go. Hurt yourself. Break your finger. <laughs> be stupid. Uh, it's just built in. It's it's all. It's reading National Velvet too many times. Quite frankly, just those those. You are obsessed with National Velvet today. That's who you think you are. You know. Oh my gosh, I love it. It's such a traditional. Um, such a traditional pony story, you know, like, oh, yeah, somebody gave me this pony and I didn't have a saddle or bride, also just got on and got dumped and I rode it anyway. I'm like, okay, Marguerite Henry, that's a lovely story. Right. <laughs> that's what yeah. I always thought Not was going to happen to me. <laughs> <laughs> My whole childhood was waiting for that pony. <laughs> you could have Ferris. <laughs> well, I'm good now. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right. Yeah, she has we, a bunch of fall-off stories, Lucy. Lucy has some epic stories. And yeah, so she's got like maybe two more and then we have one from Jenny as well. Yeah. All right. Let's do, let's do Lucy's story with um, Shine because it's recent. <laughs> so we did Lucy's earliest memory of getting dumped. Uh, excuse me, having an equine assisted dismount. I have, to, right. I have to think of my rider first language. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, and actually, just to give Carrie in Vermont a shout out too, she was the one I was calling it involuntary dismounts, right? And she was the one who called it equine assisted dismount, so it was her inspiration. That girl. Well, here's Lucy's most recent. It was facilitated by Shine, a Mississippi mule, new to the mountains and to being ridden. As we returned from our first ride along the dirt road by my house, a bear cub rolled down a steep bank and landed at Shine's heels. All right, Lucy. That'll do it. <laughs> Shine bolted, then bucked. My husband was on foot watching. According to the mister, Shine made it 140 feet. He measured later. And I sat a dozen bucks before landing flat on my back in the road. Oh. I don't remember actually hitting the ground, just waking up as the mister led Shine back to me. He had returned to the trailer he arrived in. Her husband went and got the horse to mule for her. He was yeah. like, get back on, lady. Good <laughs> I do remember pulling myself up by the stirrup and getting back on him to ride the rest of the way home. None of this was Shine's fault, but it took me two years to get him back on the trails. I was fine in the round pen and the two small fields near the barn. 
but I tensed up as soon as we crossed the creek to the big 40-acre pasture. Luckily, a friend has been taking him on trail rides. She's one of those special riders who makes every horse or mule she gets on better with each ride. That's nice. I like that to pretend nice. I'm I, one of those riders. Well, <laughs> I, I also, I think it's a good point to note that, um, that Shine was not stupid. If there's a bear cub, there's definitely going to be a mama around. So, That's you such know. a good story. I almost forgot about the bear cub. What the right? hell? Lucy. <laughs> Lucy has got a lot of stories and I'm just glad she was able to get up. You know, she what I find interesting and maybe I shouldn't say this is like the mister left her sitting in the middle of the road with bears around and went to go get the, <laughs> the mule. <laughs> well, to be fair, they were 140 feet away from the bear. <laughs> probably scared the bear. It's probably it's like, I'm out of here. There's a bucky mule and a flying woman. <laughs> And we're not laughing at you, Lucy, because I'm really glad you're okay, honestly. We're laughing but at the bear. Exactly, the bear. The bear. <laughs> okay, so last but not least, Jenny said that she was taking lessons on this cute Appaloosa spicy desert horse cross named Breeze. I like that spicy desert horse. <laughs> Natalie, you need to have a desert horse book, okay? Feeling it. Spicy I desert. feel like it, right? I, I, I am stealing that, Jenny. Love you. <laughs> I'd ridden her maybe twice and never jumped her, but my lesson barn at the time said, sure, ride her in the barn, jumping derby. Mm -hmm. The derby was at the other barn location, so it had an off-property feel for half of the horses. I jumped her for the first time in warm-up, and she just about jumped me out of the tack. The arena was sloppy from recent rain, and the course was rather technical. It sounds like a horrible, horrible out like you know amalgamation of situations here okay well, i'd like to know her age because teenage natalie would have been like let's do it right and adult natalie be like "Ooh, ooh, yeah ooh. <laughs> yeah even in my own arena if it gets a little sloppy i'm like maybe we should just walk track you mm -hmm. know um so she said her round was okay until a refusal at four, then a major long spot and over jump at five, where I lost both stirrups. We recovered and made a tight turn to avoid the giant puddle at the end of the arena. Sounds like Ferris, to be honest. Uh -huh. um, jump six was lovely, but seven had wavy poles and required a very hard look. She stopped so fast, I swung around her neck like a hula hoop. <laughs> Landed on my feet with no injury, though. We did get to school around it and eventually go over the terrifying waves. Thankfully, a friend got the entire round on video. Yes. <laughs> hey, if you don't get a video, did it really happen? And it made it into the Chronicle of the Horse. Oh, my God. Um, and so apparently about five months later, the same horse caber tossed her over a coop while cross-country schooling. She just stopped right before taking off. And it took a while to regain your confidence. Oh, my God. And she did. She posted some photos. Oh. So they're oh in the clubhouse. My God. Yes. Um, wow. Yeah, you know, it sounded like she likes the long spot, and then she just suddenly decided she didn't. The triumph of the last photo. Yeah. I'm really happy for everybody in our Facebook group. If you're not in our Facebook group, you should be, because these are great photos. I'm so impressed. Wow, yeah. that is a spicy And they're labeled. Pony, like, right? she labeled that. It was great. She put in some work to this. So, <laughs> I, I, I think, I think, you know, one of the the morals to our episode today is that we've all been there. Yeah. <laughs> Whether they're good falls or sorry, equine assisted dismounts or more difficult ones, they make for a great story. <laughs> you know? They really do. Like, and, and civilians love them too. You can terrify your in-laws and neighbors with your tales of daring do. And if you land on your feet, you've got bragging rights for life. Unless um, you separate your back muscle, because, whoa. Yeah, don't do that. That was terrible. And Man. I guess let go of the reins, I guess. I mean, well, let's see. You got to gauge it. You yeah. got to gauge it. Every fall right? is different. <laughs> exactly. And instinct does kick in, you know, when you get to a certain point. Because um, if I let my reins go, my pony is going to take off and go kicking at things and yep. just acting a fool. So... Um, you know, and we've learned that delight for all of his guts and glory. If you come off, he stops and he checks on you because he cares. And I think one of the most important takeaways from, from falling from an equine assisted dismount is that once you do it, you usually feel pretty good about it because you're mm -hmm. like, all right, I don't have to do that again for a while. Yep. <laughs> 
absolutely. I literally, I walked into the barn and I was covered in dirt. I was like sand. I was like sand arena. And my trainer was like, did he get you off? And everyone was shocked because it's been years Mm -hmm. since I came off. And I usually sit everything just fine. And I was like, yep, yep, he got me. And she was like, well, I guess you got a while to go now. So I was like, yep, exactly. It really is the best feeling. (laughs) Yeah, because you know it's not in your brain. It's not looming and saying like, Mm -hmm. oh, well, I guess it's coming. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Unlike you, you're a ticking time bomb ready to go. I'm not putting it out there. I don't feel concerned yet. Good. But yeah, I'll I'll try really hard to land on my feet next time. I think so. And maybe you and I should look into the right Equisafe. It would be, at least it would be fun. At the most, it might save our our backs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, learning to learning to come off properly. Hey, it's all content, like I said. <laughs> yeah, and I don't bounce like I used to, um, so that's a thing. That's, that's for sure. All right. Well, we got to close it out. Do you have? I've got five minutes at most on this puppy. You want to do an adulting win of the week? Yeah, let's do an adulting win of the week. Um. Uh. uh what have I done? Much like when we started the episode, trying to remember what on earth happened in the past week. Uh, I have like it's no Tuesday, idea. by the way. It's Tuesday. Well, I definitely survived the biggest Thanksgiving I've ever done because my whole family is in Florida now, which has never happened before. And so we went to my parents' house and like my sister's house, and there were there were nieces and a nephew and so much talking and socializing and I did it and I didn't cry did you Irish exit at any point no good for you no I did just say all right I'm going to bed now good night and then I went into but you did you watched yeah you said it but I did say good night I'm proud of you thank you it helps that it's my family and not (laughs) in-laws Well, no, I still do it to my in-laws. I don't care. I don't yeah, care. I wouldn't. Either. I mean, I've known them for over twenty years. I don't yeah. care anything about this yeah. at any point. Um, not that I don't care about them. I just don't care about how they think of me. Yeah. <laughs> is that bad? <laughs> uh, um, so, if an adulting win, I would say I got to be honest. I was a little bit nervous for the radiothon. It's our first year doing it. Oh my god, I forgot we did radiothon. Yeah, I was a little nervous for it just because it was live and I knew it would be fun. Um, and you know me, like I don't prepare for anything, so I'm just like, yeah, whatever, let's just do it. Um, but I had actually so much fun. Like, I did it was too. A blast. Yeah. And so I felt that that was really cool to just be invited mm-hmm. to join that as one of the podcast hosts. Um, so for me, that was like a real highlight, and I hope I have an idea for to give Glenn a little thank you gift and surprise him with something in the mail and uh <laughs> there may be cookies in it and mm. there may be something for scooter but um but yeah and hopefully we'll get to do it again because i think it was fun but yeah i was definitely a little nervous i um yeah i was nervous right before we started i gave it almost no thought beforehand right um because that's how i i tend to just ignore everything around me until it's actually happening. This is so like, oh my God, it's happening right now. Right. Uh, I'm not going to prepare for anything. And that's why we really don't prepare. Fun. Yeah. No, but I like I, doing live shtick. stuff. Like right now how we're talking to each other and I don't even care. Like I like doing live stuff. I think it's really it's fun, fun because anything can happen. And I find that exciting. <laughs> no, it's true. And I was like, well, at least if I mess up, it'll be funny. You know, because like, <laughs> fun fact, I used to be terrified of talking in public. So yeah. like terrified, like a fake decay infection in order to get out of it in college. So, um, you know, it's kind of funny how the world sh- shifted. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're 25 years older now, so that helps. <laughs> I don't like math. Thank you. Um, yes. Yes. Well, it was perfect. So it was a lot of fun. And anyway, I think this is such a great episode i loved hearing everyone's stories and i think we should well hopefully everybody will will have their own stories to add and talk about this episode (laughs) good luck stay to the saddle (laughs) stick it Okay, and as a special treat before we sign off today, we actually have an auditor, Amy, who submitted a voicemail telling a story of equine-assisted dismount in her own words. Listen in and enjoy. This is my most epic equine-assisted dismount, affectionately dubbed the WWE takedown of Amico Lee Stump. 
which is somewhere on YouTube. Haven't found it in a while, but circa 2011-2012-ish, we were showing at a horse show that had maple leaf-shaped wings. My horse decided he don't like maple leaves, so instead of jumping said fence, he ducked out. I somehow ended up hanging from the maple leaf wing, taking down the entire jump while still holding on to my horse. People are hollering, let go, let go, and I'm still holding on, being dragged three feet and filling my pants with dirt. Needless to say, my horse was a gentleman. He let me jump hit the fences first. I'm missing. Thank you for being a little weird with us, horse girl. If you like what you hear, make sure to subscribe to our podcast on your player of choice. Follow us on Instagram at Adulting with Horses Podcast, or even better, join our Adulting with Horses Clubhouse on Facebook, where you can become part of the show. Also, it's a great place to meet other horse crazy women.